God. Recognizing the voice of the shepherd. It is very key to our existence and our walk as a Christian. It is key to being a strong Christian. It is key to hear the voice of God. I was raised in a denomination that taught there's only one way that God speaks and it's through this right here. That's what I was taught. I love the written word of God. I love it. I have hidden this word in my heart. But this is not the only way that God speaks. He speaks in many varied ways. And we're going to look at some. We're going to look how to learn how to hear. We're just going to, I'm going to compress six week study into, wow, <laughs> about 50 minutes. How's that? You believe in miracles? You're getting the Reader's Digest version. But now, here's the deal. You know, people wander around wanting to know why they're on the planet. I can remember as a five-year-old child standing outside. I remember exactly where I was, looking up and saying, why am I here? 21 years later, I would find out. But I'm going to save you some time and some years. I'm going to tell you why you're here. You are here to learn to worship God. You are here for fellowship. God created us for fellowship. And you know the story, sin broke the fellowship. God would come down in the cool of the evening, talk face to face with Adam. And sin stopped all that. But the good news is Jesus restored all that. We can now talk with our Heavenly Father face to face in the Spirit. We are a, a spirit living in a body. And we can approach Him. The Word of God says that we can approach the Creator with boldness. Ooh, with boldness, not with arrogance, not with presumption, but with boldness, knowing who you are. You're born again, you're a child of His. So you can come in with boldness. Okay, so recognizing His voice is key. Jesus said in John 10:27, The sheep that are my own hear and are listening to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. You know, back when Jesus said this statement, there was a lot of shepherds in the area. And at night, all these shepherds would put their sheep into one pen. They were all mingled. And we're thinking, well, shucks, do they have labels on them or something? No. The sheep recognized the voice of the shepherd the next morning. He would start calling, and his sheep would come out of that pen of hundreds of sheep, and he had all of his sheep, and off they went. Another shepherd would call his sheep, and all of theirs would come, and off they'd go. The sheep recognized the voice of the shepherd. And therefore, Jesus said, if we're his, we're going to know his voice. But in this day and time, with, with all of the noise going on, all of the chaos in the spirit realm, all the just the stuff, it's kind of hard. It gets kind of staticky, doesn't it? God, is that you or is that not you? Hmm. Is that you or is that not you? Who besides me have said that? <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Matthew 4.4 4 says, But Jesus replied, It has been written, Man shall not live and be upheld and sustained, by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. 
and he was quoting Deuteronomy 8, though he shall be sustained by the word, that's the spoken word. When God speaks, we're sustained. When you know that you know that you know you've heard God, you're sustained even though there's chaos and trouble going on all around you. Is that right? Because you know that you've heard Him. God's guidance will be into proportion of our commitment to obey and to follow. Can I read that one again? God's guidance will be in proportion to our commitment to obey and to follow. Well, what does that mean? It means if you're interested maybe a little bit, then he's not going to speak to you much. You read in the Old Testament where there would, there would be periods of time where the voice of God would not be heard. They went like 400 years one time. That's a long time not to hear God. If you're not interested in hearing the voice of God, he will not speak to you in the way that you need to hear. If you are adamant about hearing the voice of God, then he will certainly teach you. See, when I first got saved in spirit field, I found out that he talks. I just had not been listening. And so I was so excited. I don't recommend this, but I'm just telling you the truth of what I did. I said, God, I read in this book that you speak, but I haven't heard your voice that I can recognize. So, I'm about to go to this prayer group in just a little bit. So how many people are going to be there? And I hear 9, 12, 15. And I said, all right, devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus over my ears. Okay, God, now I'm asking you, how many people are going to be at the prayer group I'm going to? 9, 12, 15. <laughs> Now I'm getting really confused. So I said, devil, I told you to shut up. I bind you in Jesus' name. I plead the blood of Jesus over my ears. I will not hear your voice. I will hear the voice of Jesus. Okay, God, how many people are going to be at the prayer group? Nine, twelve, fifteen. Okay, so I take a piece of paper, I write down, I ask God how many is going to be at the prayer group, and he said 9, 12, and 15. Put it in my Bible and went off to the prayer group. When I arrived, I counted, I made nine. A few minutes later, three people came in. What was that? Twelve. About twenty minutes later, three more people came in. What did that make it? Fifteen. I got so excited. I was almost beside myself. I heard God. I heard Him speak to me. He spoke to me. And thus it's been a 37-year journey of learning His voice. And He speaks in so many ways. It's awesome. It is awesome. So we're going to look at Him. Now, as we walk through this lesson, there's three voices in the world. Three. God yourself and the devil so we have to learn by for me it was it was trial and error a process of elimination or recognition we will learn Proverbs 28:26 says he who trusts in his own mind is a fool there's a lot of those walking around you know that a lot of those people walking around but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered yea God Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all you do, and He will show you which path to take. Isn't that amazing? 
Second Corinthians 10:5, inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. You have to take your thoughts and lead them into obedience to Jesus. And then Isaiah 55a says, My thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord, and my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. Steps to hearing his voice. Have you been sitting there thinking, okay, you've said all this, so what do I do? Well, here it is. First off, you must have a totally yielded will to God. 2 Corinthians 5.15 You have to ask God to convict you of any sin. Proverbs 28.13 That says if there's sin hidden in your heart, God will not answer you. That's what the word says. Proverbs 28.13 So, we have to be on guard and just, you know, we don't know our own heart. So I ask Holy Spirit, if there's any wicked way, if there's anything in me, you talk to me about it. Tell me about it. Convict me. Because I don't want anything standing between me and my wonderful Father. I want to hear His voice. It is imperative we all hear his voice. As the days grow darker and darker they will grow, we have got to hear his voice. Number three, you ask for Holy Spirit's control and receive by faith. That's Ephesians 5.18. You resist and rebuke, if necessary, the enemy in the name of Jesus. That's James 4, 7. You obey revealed truth. That word, obey, oh, we don't like that one, do we? You obey the revealed truth or promptings of the Holy Spirit. That's Acts 5, 32. When you hear his voice and he's given you instructions, then you best obey. Because I can tell you from my journey, if you don't obey, you get to go back and start all over. You remember how the children of Israel had to go around the mountain a few times? I don't like going around the mountain. I'd rather take the shortcuts. Yes? Well, it is. How awesome. You're going to get to hear. And, and, and we've got some goodies. So, when, when Holy Spirit reveals to you something, just obey. My favorite saying is pray and obey. Uh, years ago, when all this church growth conferences were going on everywhere, they invited the pastor of the largest church in the world to come, Pastor Cho. They couldn't wait to hear what he had to say. They could not wait to get the formula. They were ready. And he got up and he said, You want to know how to grow your church? You pray and you obey. And he sat down. <laughs> but that's the truth. It is the truth. Now, having told you the steps, here is processes that we can develop listening ears. Be humble. You know, a, a prideful heart is not going to ever hear God's voice. But guess whose voice that person will hear? The father of pride. Who is that? Satan. Be humble. What does that word mean, humble? You know, some people think, well, if I be humble, I just have to be a little 
doormat. I just have to be a little milk toast. Oh no. That's not what humble means. It simply means to bow your knee to a higher one in authority. So be, yes, be submitted. Be humble. Have faith that he will speak. He is wanting to speak to you more than you want to hear him. Amen. Amen. He's been speaking. We just don't recognize his voice. Have a clean heart. The psalmist, that was his cry throughout. Did he do everything right? Well, you can obviously read that he did not do everything right. He made a lot of mistakes and major mistakes. But he would cry out, Create in me, O God, a clean heart. That should be all of our cry. Every morning we get up, we should say, I need a clean heart. And when we lay our head down the pillow for the night, we should be saying, I want a clean heart. Because out of the heart issues life or death. And if you've got a clean heart, life will come out of your mouth instead of death. That'd be a whole sermon right there. Offer God a yielded will. Offer Him a yielded will. When He began to deal with me, I had to offer Him my will. I had to yield everything that was within me because my head was telling me, You fool! You are denying your heritage. You are going to hurt your family. You are going to be the laughingstock of this town. This is what my head was saying with the help of the devil. But I had determined I was going to yield my heart and follow God in the path I saw in here. Has it been easy? No. Has it been awesomely wonderful? Yes. <laughs> it has been glorious. Praise the Lord. Amen. So after you offer him a yielded will, you, you always will give the word, the written word, first place. If you don't know what it says in here, how can you give it first place? But you can also give the spoken word first place. When the Holy Spirit speaks to you, that better be number one. Amen. He tells you to be or do something, you just best be or do it. And save yourself a lot of sorrow. And here's one we just don't like. After he has spoken, or we are waiting for him to speak, we wait for his time and not our own. You know, we, we are so impatient. We are an impatient people. Amen. And impatience will get you into a heap of trouble. We are dealing with someone who got impatient with God today. Who would that be? Well, no. I mean, that's, that's true, but that's not the one I had in mind. Who got impatient with God after he received a promise? Abraham. We are dealing with Muslims because someone got impatient. Abraham got impatient, developed his own plan, listened to the wrong voices, and what happened? He birthed Ishmael. And Ishmael is the father of the Muslim people. And when the Word of God says that bitterness defiles many, that's a result of what you're looking at. Ishmael was bitter at his father. Okay, so we wait for his timing. We don't get ahead of God. We obey quickly. I'll never forget reading a story about a fella going up a hill, and he heard the Holy Spirit say, get in the other lane now. Well, that's kind of foolish thinking in the natural. Is that right? You're going up a hill. You can't see who's coming over, and you're going to be in the wrong lane? Hello. He had a choice. He could say, well, this is just me. This is not God. Or this is the devil trying to get me killed. But because he recognized the voice of the shepherd, he immediately went into the wrong lane, and over the hill came an out-of-control truck that was in 
his lane. Had he not obeyed, he would have been dead. So when we hear a word, we need to obey quickly, whether it's a life or death thing like that, or whether it's something for another purpose. We need to obey quickly. God just, he, he processed me through. I'm kind of, I guess I'd be a slow learner. When I was learning to hear his voice, I wouldn't do it because I would sit there and logically reason it right out of my head. Can't do that. But in the process of making mistakes, I learned. So, you know, mistakes can either benefit you or destroy you. You have a choice. That one would preach too, wouldn't it? <laughs> if you're trying to hear the voice of God and, and you goof, you thought it was and it turned out it wasn't him, just say, Father, I'm sorry, I, I missed it. I thought it was you. But now you've got some experience. If you hadn't have tried, would you ever known? No. Don't be afraid to try. Step out there. Discipline ourselves. We don't like that word either, do we? We don't like to discipline ourselves. It's kind of hard to do the right thing because our flesh wants to go every direction. But we have to discipline our flesh and discipline ourselves under the mighty anointing of the Holy Spirit and under the power of His Word. And then through all of that you'll learn to recognize the source of the voice, whether it's God's, yours, or the enemy. Our very existence, y'all, our very existence depends on hearing God's voice. And another thought there, people's eternity depends on you hearing his voice. Amen. Think about that. Amen. There are people that if you don't hear the voice of God, will not hear about Jesus. Now, hearing the voice of God can turn your life absolutely around. It will give you purpose for living, give you an understanding of grace, and a deeper faith that will affect everything that you do, think, or are. The ability to hear his voice will save you a lot of unnecessary problems. I'm for eliminating problems. Now, I'm going to read quickly the ways that he speaks, and then in just a little bit I'll go back and go deeper in it. The way God speaks is this, his written word, right here. This is the way he speaks. In dreams and visions, through other believers, prophecy, an audible voice. Do you know anyone that's heard God speak audibly? I know two or three people that's heard him audibly. He speaks in a small, quiet inner voice. He speaks through impressions, inner desire. He speaks through nature, creation, and can even use animals. That's what the word says. I believe a donkey talks to somebody. He speaks through confirmation. He speaks through someone giving you a book and you read the book. Or he speaks through music. Did you get spoken to this morning through the worship? He speaks through poetry. He speaks through angels, through signs and wonders, through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, through testimonies, through just a strong conviction in your heart, through constraint or restraint of the Holy Spirit, through his physical touch. Have you ever experienced God's physical touch? He speaks through peace within the heart. And he speaks through circumstances, which I've got a note here. That is the least method he uses. The hindrances of hearing God's voice is this. Demonic activity. I'm telling you, demons can cause a lot of static. Remember the old radios? The ones you had to actually do something? You know, turn the knob? 
instead of hitting search, you, you have to turn the knob. And you know, the, all that static. <laughs> Hello, this is KSNY. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but that's what it is in the spirit realm. You've got all this staticky stuff. There's voices out there, there's other stations trying to get pulled in and all of this chaos is happening and then you just get it just right and you get the station clear. That's exactly the way it is in learning to hear God's voice. And that's exactly the way it is in the spirit realm. These devils are just screeching and hollering. They hate us. They're out to destroy us. And they're just doing everything to confuse our thought processes. So it's real staticky. That's a hindrance to hearing God's voice. The wrong teaching will also hinder you. Just like with me, I was taught that God doesn't speak other than through this right here. And that's it. So since I didn't know, I didn't pursue. And lack of spirituality, just absolutely lukewarm, don't care, I'm going my way, I don't care about all that stuff. And a biggie is pride. You just as well have big old cotton stuffed in your ears because you're not going to hear God with pride. And the other one just right up snuggled to pride is sin. That will stop it in a heartbeat. You will not hear his voice. Wrong influences will hinder you. Not wanting to hear. You know people that don't want to hear. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of those. I'm not interested in hearing God. You know why they're not? They're afraid that God will ask them to do something and they don't want to do it. Am I right? We know what he's going to say. Huh? We know what he's going to say. Oh, yeah, we know what he's going to say. We just don't want to hear. <laughs> Absolutely right. Our flesh is so rebellious. Here's a big one. A feeling of unworthiness. If the devil's done a number on you and you, f you feel totally unworthy of anything that God has or can do for you, you just don't feel like you deserve it, then you're not going to hear his voice. But can I give you some good news on that one? Because of the blood of Jesus, you are worthy. And when we repent and come before the Lord and lay it down, it says he is just and he is faithful to forgive us of all. Not part, all our sin. And so that makes us worthy. That's why we can go into the throne room with boldness. It's because of the blood of Jesus. I was speaking on the blood of Jesus last week, and I had made a CD of it a long time ago. I thought, well, I'll just pop that in while I'm driving and, and you know, just get a refreshing on whatever I said on the CD. Well, I'd been playing another CD, and I took that one out and put that one in. And it started off playing, and it just went, Meep. Me, 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 you know, I'm thinking, what is wrong with this? Well, I pushed eject and pushed it back in, and it started playing. Then went, me, 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 me. <laughs> this is getting ridiculous. So I have a CD cleaner in the car, so I popped it in and let it do its little thing. Popped it back in, and it started out. Then, me, 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 me. Fine. So I put my music CD back in. Yesterday, I get in the same car. And I thought, I'm just going to try a little experiment here. I took out the music CD that had been there, and I put in the Blood of Jesus CD, and it played the whole thing. <laughs> Go figure. But, you know, 
the enemy is just adamantly against us. They've just got to recognize that. He does not want you hearing the voice of God. He doesn't want you obeying the voice of God. So he's doing everything he can do to keep you from it. Now another thing that will stop you or hinder you from hearing God's voice is wrong motivation. Hmm. Wrong stuff in the heart. Wrong motive. God, if you'll just give me the lottery numbers, I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it to you. Some of it. Yeah, right. I would venture to say there's people that's done that. <laughs> They've already got to figure out what they're going to do with all those millions of dollars. Buy me a house. Buy me an airplane. Wrong motive. Asking the wrong questions will also stop him from speaking to you. Mm-hmm. We're not going to emphasize any of these ways one over the other. He is just he just speaks uh, in many different ways. The main thing is the main thing that it is God who speaks to us. The more we study him, his character, his ways, the easier we're going to recognize his voice no matter what's going on in our lives, no matter which method he chooses to talk to us. And now here's another thing you got to listen up. God will never contradict what's in here. Ever, never, ever, never, ever, never. He will never contradict what's in here. Test all things. The voice of the enemy drives. If you keep getting this voice and it's just driving, it's driving, that isn't the Lord. Because the voice of the shepherd will lead. You see, the shepherd calls his sheep and leads. He doesn't get a bullwhip and whap, does he? The voice of the devil, demons will insert doubts into your mind where the voice of our wonderful shepherd will, will have inner peace. The voice of the devil will confuse us, but the Lord's voice confirms what he says. The enemy will oppress us where the voice of the Lord will edify and liberate us. The enemy's voice will always accuse, 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 accuse. But the voice of the shepherd will assure us. Isn't it good to know? His voice will never accuse, but he will assure us. The voice of the enemy will agitate us, whereas the voice of the shepherd will calm us. You know, when a wolf comes into an area where sheep are, they get real nervous and agitated. But when the voice of the shepherd speaks, they get calm. Is that right? The voice of the enemy condemns where the voice of our shepherd will convict. There's a difference between condemnation and conviction. And he, the shepherd will also bring correction. If he didn't, he wouldn't be a good father. We need his correction. Because if we don't, our flesh is going to be out of control. The voice of the enemy will always enable us and encourage us to procrastinate. But the voice of the shepherd will always triumphantly move forward. The voice of the enemy will place guilt and shame. Always place guilt and shame. Are you hearing what this says? The voice of the enemy will always place guilt and shame where the voice of the shepherd will be a loving voice and remove your guilt and shame. The voice of the enemy will judge or criticize you or others through you where the voice of the shepherd will be accepting and affirming. The voice of the enemy will be loud, but the voice of the shepherd will always be quiet, but yet 
persistent. The voice of the enemy is pushy, where the voice of our shepherd is patient. Now let's look at some things from the Word of God. In Luke 4, it says that Jesus was led into the wilderness where he experienced the presence of the enemy. We will be led into places that doesn't make sense to our head. Romans 8.14 says those who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. And John 16.13 says the Holy Spirit will guide. And there's all kinds of examples there. Uh, one in Acts 16.7, you know, Jesus said, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is, and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not is condemned. Right? You know what the word says? Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Well, here they were in Acts 16, and they were about to go into this particular territory. And it says that the Holy Spirit stopped them. Well, if they weren't listening to the voice of the shepherd, they would have gone right in there, but they would not have been in the will of God. You see what I'm saying? There was a purpose that the Holy Spirit didn't want them in there at that time. I don't. It doesn't say what it is, but you know he had a purpose. I know one time I was handing out tracts, and I guess it was the 4th of July because it was a carnival going on. And I was handing out tracts at the carnival. And I was walking up to this young man, and I was about to hand him a tract, and the Holy Spirit said, Don't. Does that make sense to me? No. But by then I had no, I had learned to recognize the voice of the shepherd. In Psalms 85, 8 it says, I will listen to what the Lord God will say. He promises peace to his people. Psalms 95, 7, For he is our God. We are his people. He watches over the flock under his care. If only you would listen to his voice today. And I'm sure that is the heart cry of our Father. If only you would listen to my voice. I could spare you so much. But the good news is, he is a God of redemption. And when we don't listen to his voice, and we get ourselves in a mess, thank God for the blood of Jesus. Amen. Isaiah 30:21. Your own ears will hear him. Right behind you a voice will say, this is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. So you should be, these verses you should be claiming, Lord, I want this for me. I want to hear your voice to where you tell me to turn right or turn left. I want to hear that. Mark 4, 23, 25, Jesus said, If any man has ears to hear, let him be listening, and let him perceive and comprehend. And he said to them, Be careful what you're hearing, for the measure and thought and study that you give to the truth you hear will be the same measure of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you, and more besides will be given to you who hear. That's a good one. And the next verse says, For him who has more will be given. More will be given. And from him who has nothing, even what he has will be taken away by force. Who's going to take it by force? The enemy. I think we best be hearing, right? Okay. I am going to skip some of that and let's go back to the way that God speaks. His written word. That is number one. I can't emphasize that enough. His written word. If you don't know what's in here, you're going to be a target for the devil of deception. And you'll be led astray. We can look at that because we can look at other people who didn't adhere to the word of God and they're all starting or in a cult. Come on. You know, I had some folks knocking on my door, you know, can we come in and visit? Well, let me ask you something. I, I know you're sincere, and I appreciate that, and I, I, I understand that. But you are sincerely deceived. And if you'll come in, I'll cast the devil of deception out of you, and then we'll talk. <laughs> Ma'am, you have a good day. 
and off they went. We've got to have this for the framework. You understand? We've got to have this for the framework. Dreams and visions. Who's had a dream that they can say, I know it was God? Well, that was God speaking. He chose to speak to you in ways of dreams. He spoke to Joseph that way. You never read where Joseph was approached by an angel like Mary was, but God spoke to him in dreams. Do you understand that? I don't understand it, but I just know what the Word says. He spoke to Mary by an angel. He spoke to Joseph in dreams. And because Joseph recognized that it was a dream from God, he obeyed. Had he not, we would all be in trouble. You understand the impact of your obedience? Far-reaching. Your life is not your own. Whatever you do, whether it's for God or for the enemy, it influences others. And when you learn to hear his voice and obey, you will touch many for his kingdom. That would get you excited, would it not? Yeehaw! You know, last year before we left, I had two dreams about witchcraft. So I had the intercessors really keyed in, listening to God and seeing how to pray against this witchcraft stuff. And we went and had a glorious time. In fact, there was a witch doctor got saved last year. But had I not listened to the dreams and just poofed it off as maybe too much pizza, we could have been in trouble. It's imperative you learn to listen and hear and recognize and obey the voice of God. Somebody's life depends on it and it might be yours. Prophecy. People speak prophetically to people. When I was all in my turmoil of I had I had made the choice to follow what I was seeing in the word, I had left my denomination up till then I had not stepped foot outside my denomination ever. I'd never been into another church other than my church. So I was going through all of this with my family and stuff. They thought I was crazy. My friends deserted me. You would have thought I had leprosy. I went to a conference and this lady who had never seen me before in my life, ever, 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 she gave a wonderful message and then she said, let me pray just a minute. And then she looked up and she looked over the audience and she picked me out and she said, you, yes you, stand up. So I stood up and here's what she said. Your family that doesn't understand the walk you're in will one day come to you for prayer. And in my head I thought, yeah, right. <laughs> Not. But I looked like I accepted it and sat down. Five years later, my sister came first to my house. They had to drive several miles to get to my house. She did. And she said, I just want you to pray for my daughter. Because her daughter was out there. I said, well. Less than an hour later, unbeknown to my mother that my sister had been there, my mother comes and says, I just want you to pray, pray, and it was for Lana. And I said, I will, and I did. And my mind went immediately to that prophecy. They will one day come to you for prayer. How about that? He does talk. And you know, I did pray for my niece. She came to Jesus. She lived for Jesus for 11 years. And now she's on the streets of gold dancing with him. Yeehaw. He is good. Is he not? He will speak in an audible voice. When I was a kid, I was outside playing. I heard my name called very loud. Mom, did you call me? No. We lived out in the country in the middle of nowhere. And nobody was home but mother and me. Okay. I went back to doing what I was doing. I heard my name again. Did you call me, Mom? 
No, I didn't. Okay. I was, I just never figured that out until I got saved. He was trying to talk to me then. I just didn't recognize it. See, if Mother, I mean, she knew her Bible stories, if she would have said, you know what, I think that's God. You just, next time you say... I'm here, speak. But she didn't do that because she thought the Bible was the only way that God spoke. <laughs> you see how it's important to know all these ways? It's important. A small, quiet inner voice or impressions, and this is most common that he'll speak. Just kind of a, uh, it's kind of an inside. That's the way I do most of my messages I give you here. I'll just have something, and it'll just start swirling. I'll think about it a while, then I'll look up the scriptures, think about it a while. It's just that kind of impression. Or just kind of maybe you need to pray for somebody. Just, man, they've been on my heart lately. Just can't get them off my mind. That's him talking to you. Pray. Just so slight and so maybe insignificant we might miss it. I was listening to a fella... I love his teaching. He said that he just, he was started thinking about this young girl and then he saw this just kind of a, just slight impression. Not much. He said it wasn't really much to pay attention to, but I decided not to miss it. So he started praying about this. And as he prayed about this slight impression about this girl, a vision happened. And he saw a scene of her coming off of a ramp and a car hit in her and she was killed. So he began to intercede. And the next day, she calls him and described exactly what he saw, only the car did not hit them. You see, intercession works. What would have happened if he hadn't of that slight impression? If he just, ah. but he didn't. And because he didn't, someone is alive. Isn't that awesome? Uh, that series of teaching is how to train your spirit to hear, see, taste, touch, and feel. I love it. I listen to it all the time. Uh, an inner desire, just a kind of an inner desire, and it just lines up. It lines up with this, and as you begin to pray into it, God will bring it to pass. Just that desire. You know, it says it, it's God in you to willing to do His good pleasure. Well, if you're not recognizing him, then he can't do his good pleasure, right? Nature, creation, animals. When I was teaching this course, it was like six weeks long, I had given the assignment, okay, you pay particularly attention for the next seven days of how God is going to speak. He's going to speak to you, so you pay attention which methods so far we've gone over that he's going to speak to you. Well, here it is coming up, and it's the day before we go back to the class, and I'm driving from San Angelo, and I got to thinking about the class and I'm like, Lord you have not spoken to me all week I've not heard your voice I mean not that you haven't tried probably but with what I'm busy you know busy will knock the voice of God out I haven't I haven't heard you or recognized you in any manner of you speaking to me and just a few more miles down the road I looked over and there was a storm just a big old storm in the western sky but it was just big and the sun was behind it so it was real dark blue with a silver gold lining. Beautiful. I love clouds. I was just looking admiring that and I'm telling you the truth. If I'd have had a camera I could show you the picture. It looked like someone just put their finger in the cloud and wrote a block letter G. Whoa, that's interesting. There, you know, and then right next to that a line. Well, that's interesting. And then a block letter D. Oh, wow. Have you read a Jewish New Testament? 
When the word God, that's the way it's written. G line D. And well, that's that's cool, Lord. That that is cool. Whoa, that's cool. And then it went where the line was and made the O. I was undone. He had spoke to me in nature. Isn't that interesting? It was no big deal to him. That was a big deal to me. That was a big deal to me. No big deal to him. He can do that. <laughs> so then I was happy to report what and how he had spoken to me at the class. Animals. I uh, love Bobby Connor's story about the sparrow. He's out drinking coffee and this little sparrow lands on the table, real nervous, and the sparrow speaks. Now that sounds way out there, but you know, the Bible says that donkey spoke. Wasn't hard for God, was it? When you read it, well, it's not hard for him. But when a sparrow speaks to Bobby Connor, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> and, and the sparrow said, can I build my house at your house? And Bobby said, what do you say to a sparrow that just asks you? Can I build my house at your house? He said, yes. So the sparrow flew off. Next day, he's out drinking coffee. Here comes the sparrow, lands this far from his arm, real nervous, and says, come see my house. So Bobby gets up and follows the little bird, and there's a nest, and there's three eggs. So next morning, he's sitting drinking his coffee. Here comes this bird again. Come see my house. And Bobby gets up and goes over there, and the babies are not only out of the eggs, they're fully feathered and fly off. Bobby said, God, what are you trying to tell me? And God said, I'm accelerating everything. I re when we were in this, hearing him tell this, I, I looked back at the year, and that was when acceleration just... Whoa. So, God will speak to you through animals, creation, confirmation. He'll speak to you through confirmation. He speaks through books. You read a book, and something just captures your heart. That's God speaking to you. Angels. Has anybody ever seen an angel? What does Hebrews 1.14 say? Absolutely. Uh, that's not Hebrews 1.14, but that's what the Word says. That you entertain strangers. You perhaps are entertaining angels, unaware that they're angels. Hebrews 1.14 says, Are not angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Who in here is saved? then guess who's in here as well? Angels. Angels. Can you see them? No. I have seen them in the spirit. I can usually tell you where they're at because I'm adamant about training my spirit to cooperate with Holy Spirit. And man, sister, you just way out there. No, I'm not. I mean, did they not experience that in here? Is God a respecter of persons? No. Okay. Can I share a story? Huh? Can I share a story? Sure. Wait, wait, wait. we got to get it on tape. Uh, I've got a 13-year-old that when he was probably about three or four, of course, we, we've always done praise and worship. He is definitely more gifted than I am. But one night, him and his mom, they were talking about angels. Or, you know, they're always talking about this kind of thing. That night, well, the next morning, and of course, at three years old, he knew everything. <laughs> I mean, well, he come in there the next morning. He said, "Mom, mom, I wasn't home. I was already at work." He said, "Mom, mom, there are men angels." She, at first, she kind of she wasn't really. She was kind of cleaning the house, doing her own thing, and then, "Mom, mom," he got her attention. He said, "There are men angels." She's like, "Well, what do you mean?" She, she said, "Well, I had a." He was singing as he was going to bed the night before. And uh, he could hear the angels singing with him. And he said they were men angels. Amen. <laughs>
I have audibly heard the angels many times, and it's always during worship. I had told my sister-in-law that I had heard angels, and she didn't believe me. And she ventured out. She was brave one time and come to one of my conferences. And the worship was awesome, and, and I knew when the angels joined in the worship, and it was just incredible. And after the service, she came up and said, Come here, I need to talk to you. I said, what? And she said, I thought you were weird. I just thought you were crazy when you told me that you heard angels, but I heard them tonight. I said, you did? She said, yeah. She said, when the worship was going, she was on the back row in case she needed to leave. And she said, when the worship was going, I started hearing voices like harmony I've never heard before. I mean, just incredibly beautiful. And I thought, man, a whole bus must have come, and they're just waiting in the foyer to come in. And she said, I couldn't stand it anymore. I turned around to see who was there, and nobody was there. I said, yeah, you heard them. They're awesome. They're, they're our helpers. That's what the Word says. So, God speaks through angels. He speaks through physical touch. Now, I've, I've been touched many times physically by the Lord, and he speaks through peace in the heart, and that's a biggie. When I'm trying to make a decision, I'll see myself going down this road of decision, and if I don't feel the peace of God in my heart, I back up and, and make this decision in my prayer. And if I feel the peace of God, then that's where I'm going. Does that make sense? Amen. The peace of God will speak to you. Supernatural experiences, I've got a book full of them that's happened to me. Like I said earlier, circumstances are least used by God to speak. But he will use that if he has to. If you gauge everything by your circumstance that it's God, then you're going to be very disappointed or deceived because the devil can stir circumstance and if you call it God and accept what the circumstance is from God then you will probably wind up being defeated so it's really important to learn to hear and recognize the voice of God it is a wonderful adventure what about by appointments or whether they're sometimes what's called a divine coincident appointments or just oh absolutely I mean sometimes knowing the difference mm-hmm Absolutely, God will arrange for you to meet someone, and uh, they'll either speak to you destiny, or you can speak to them destiny. Uh, he just, this list that you get, that's not all the ways he speaks. That's just some of the ways. But I just hope this kind of primes your pump. Uh, it's more, like I said, more teaching today than, than um, a preaching message. But I hope it just makes you hungry to hear his voice. Because I'm telling you, your personal future depends on you hearing his voice. So I just encourage you to get in the adventure and don't be afraid. And if you make mistakes, if you say this was God and it wasn't, well then just say, you know, I miss God. I miss God. I'm sorry. I miss God. Be man enough to say I was wrong. God will honor that and you'll learn from mistakes as well as you'll learn from successes. So may the Lord bless you. Is there anyone here that's, that would say, you know, I need to get born again. I, I don't want to ever leave without giving opportunity. Anybody? Okay. Well, let's just pray while they're handing those out. Father, we just come before you. We are so grateful that we can, that we can call you, Father, just because you decided to save us and send Jesus and redeem us and buy us back from the, the bondage of the enemy. We are now free 
to be your kids. Father, I would just ask that you would give each one that loves you, that are born again, the spirit of wisdom and revelation first of who you are. That we might know the hope of your calling, the inheritance that is waiting for us. And may we, Father, each one of us experience the power of the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Father, we bless you. We just ask you train our ears to hear you, train our eyes to see you. And Father, we will obey. Father, I just thank you for these this morning. Strengthen their spirits by your Holy Spirit that they perceive the height, the width, the depth, and the breadth of your life, that they be filled to all your fullness, Father, for you are able to do more than all that we can ask or think, according to who lives in us, your Spirit. We thank you for Jesus, thank you for Holy Spirit, thank you for your promises, thank you for the written word, and thank you, Father, for having your heart to speak to us. Help us to hear, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.